Hi, this is Kylie, and you're listening to episode 32 of Fixer Up. If this is your first time checking me out, thank you. I think you'll find this episode particularly illuminating. If you listen to other episodes and are allowing me to grace your presence again, thank you. I feel like you'll find this episode not only illuminating, but also inspiring and motivating. All of the gerunds, actually. I personally have already been motivated by today's topic and guest. Like, no shit, for real. I've actually put some stuff into place. <laughs> I'm in, I'm not saying that I bullshit in other episodes, because I don't. But, you know, just in case you took it that way, sorry. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in and introduce my special guest for today's episode. I'm sure you will all remember my dear friend Rico. He's been on several episodes with me as himself and also playing the role of a roster guy. He also introduced me to Allison Brown, who is the creative mind behind To Be Frank Nail Polish, and to Tracy Baldwin, who wrote Life Disrupted, Finding Your Way Forward When Your World Is Upside Down. Welcome, Rico! Can you hear me clapping? I'm so glad to have you here with me to record again. Yay, Kylie, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I think we're going to have fun, especially since you made 30 martinis. And you know, I love my martinis, especially oh, me the too. dirty ones. I know, this one and chocolate are my faves. Okay. So but either sweet or salty, that's the way I like it. <laughs> which is interesting, because you're a Scorpio like me. Yes. And if I don't get a dirty martini, it's usually a chocolate martini. So when I go to Marty's Martini Bar, uh, they're like, okay, is it going to be a dirty martini today or a chocolate martini but i do want to say something so i'm super excited i'm super excited to be a guest on your podcast but i'm also super thrilled that you know how to make a martini because you and i can't I... believe you doubted me <laughs> like you seriously were like oh my god i'm so nervous i was like about the episode and you're like no about the martini i'm like shut the fuck up but folks <laughs> i said i was nervous after she made the martini and then i tasted it and i was like wow because both of us have had side hustles and one of our side hustles has been bartending and as bartenders we know a good martini most True. bartenders do most i got some bar- bad bartenders i've actually sent drinks back before see i don't send them back i just i, I have i sent uh, an old-fashioned back one time because it was mostly water okay and i was okay. like okay show me the recipe that that says it's supposed to be a bunch of water and and they're like well it, uh, and i'm like I'm like, that's supposed to be mostly bourbon. <laughs> I don't think I ever sent anything back, but um, that's a good question for your listeners. I think they should reach out to you and tell you a story of when they sent something back, whether it was a drink or food or something like that. I think that could be an episode within itself. It probably could because it's, it's very rare that I do it, mm-hmm. but I distinctly remember doing it one night at a bar. It was downtown right by the train station. Wow. Right by Ogilvy train station. And that old fashioned was absolutely horrible. Okay. And I was just like, no. (laughs) I get it. I mean, when you're paying $12, $13, because again, this was probably 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was like $13, $14 for a cocktail. Exactly. Whatever. And I was like, "Mm, no. No way. This is not supposed to taste like water. Okay. Well, I'm definitely not sending this martini back. If anything, I'll be asking for a second one shortly. I know, but I, so I like him extra dirty, like on the filth level, you know, (laughs) because sometimes bartenders are like filthy. What's the level? I'm like seven out of 10 or 
a seven out of five or however salty I'm uh, feeling that day. Oh, but I'm oh. out of extra brine because I actually usually keep a bottle of brine okay. in the fridge yes. and I'm out of it. So we're just going to have to use all the olive juice, but I probably have about five things of olives in the house. Okay. So I've got okay. lots of juice. Well, you've got game. I, do. I will say that. Well, I'm, I'm glad you like the martini and it's going to loosen us up a little. There you go. <laughs> That's Absolutely. that we need it. Especially after a long day of work. I know. My day was long, too. Ugh, fun times, t- though. Well, We're grateful. I was just going to say it's a Tuesday, but it's a Wednesday. Yes. It's right after Memorial Day. Right? I mean, isn't this like the longest week ever? Yes. After you have a holiday, even if it's a short week, you still feel like it's the longest week ever. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Okay. So, we digress. Okay. So, in my last couple episodes, episode 30 and 31, I talked about Rico's book, Working It Out. A Spin Instructor's Guide to Creating Playlists for Efficiency in Your Work, Home, and Personal Life. Well, finally, we're going to talk about the book with the man himself. Firstly, thank you for getting me to read two books this year. (laughs) Yours and Tracy's. Literally, I can't remember the last time I read two books. (laughs) Tracy's book is great. Tracy's book is great. So, yes. And, and your you, episode with her was amazing. Ah, uh, wasn't it so yes, good? She was I loved so it. sweet and so kind. Yes. And I, I mean, she's been. We've been communicating since then. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I have a friend. Yeah, Tracy. The from the moment I met her, I appreciated her. Well, just her. I don't know her experience and what she added to any projects we were working on and the insight as well. But I also think in that episode, Kylie. You just showed tremendous growth from your very first episode to the quarter-length episode to the end of the year, so on and so forth. I, I really see seeing some journalism aspects of that episode. Your oh, questioning was right on target. Thank you. You're welcome. That's yeah. very sweet of you. Yeah, so you've fixing up. Fix her up has I'm, been growing. I've been growing. I can't help it. I'm a human. Human, <laughs> as my dogs would I'm say human. if they could speak. So secondly, oh my God, Rico, congrats on writing a book. I loved it and I took notes all over it. I'm going to show you right now. Like there's notes all over your book. Wow. You know, and I'm, I'm so pathetic that all of my pencils are like written down to nubs and I have to go find a pencil sharpener. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe I have an eyeliner sharpener. Could that be the same thing? No. No. Okay. (laughs) I love that you know that and I don't. (laughs) Is this smear proof? <laughs> no, no, but I do have an eraser because it's a pencil. There you go. <laughs> so, but before I start gushing like a fangirl, because I totally gush over you all the time, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book and why you wrote it? Sure. The book is my perspective on how to be creative as far as your workflow, home, and personal life. The idea came to me one day while I was teaching a spin class. So I was thinking about these parallels between a spin class, which is my side hustle, which I mentioned in my book, and also the, you know, my day job. You know, what was my warm up? When did I take breaks? Stuff like that. And when I initially started writing the book, I wrote it in the fashion of self-help and really trying to help folks. Uh, I wasn't really sure, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think because I wasn't so sure, I struggled. And then one day I reached out to my friend, Jenny, 
Jenny was asking me a question about writing and so on and so forth and usually I always go to her for writing and I mentioned that I wasn't struggling anymore and she mentioned that I wasn't struggling because I was writing about something I was very comfortable with. So the way I find balance with teaching fitness classes because I not only teach spin, I teach the Les Mills body pump as well and sprint and other formats like high intensity interval training and so on. So I found these parallels and so the book is sort of like the child of that you know Mm -hmm. of the two worlds meeting and how I combine those worlds and how I apply the same processes for creating a spin class or any workout class and how I apply it to my day job that's so cool like I mean and of course I can totally picture you doing this spin class and working up a sweat and I would be like dead on the (laughs) sidelines and you're thinking oh maybe I can make a book out of this and let me do this and let me do that because your mind is always going absolutely like a thousand different things which amazes me yes and i i am impressed by it and in awe of you but i also want to say thinking further into it i um you know for example i'd be in a zoom meeting and it would be about you know whatever let's just say i you know i'm like come on team we got this you can do this we can do this you're very motivational I try, right? You do it with me all the time. <laughs> I do. That's the coach in me. But you know, sometimes folks would be like, come on, Rico. It's not that exciting. It's the budget. But when you think <laughs> about it, right, a lot of things seem to be not exciting. You know, like even working out can be very not exciting. But it takes those cues that sort of, you know, let's do this that makes it work. Right. And a lot of folks would tell me that the coaching aspect of what I do and the motivator and the fitness professional showed up in other places. You know, it showed up in family gatherings. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It shows up at breakfast. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I found myself going through your book, like highlighter on one side of me, pencil on the other side, down to the nubs. Slowly digesting each chapter, trying to find ways to improve my life, to like become more efficient. And, and I think I'm pretty efficient in some things and others, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm not efficient at all. But I was asking myself, like, how can I implement these suggestions or how can I even like honestly answer these questions that you've prompted your readers? I think I told you that when I started reading the book, I had to stop at the end of chapter two entitled you can do this because i almost started crying like i was sitting at the bar at journeyman distillery in three oaks michigan like when i took that quick weekend getaway about a month ago yes and i read the questions that you asked at the end of the chapter and i thought to myself holy fuck like how do i answer these questions do i even know the answer to these questions and i started totally tearing up like i quickly like took a napkin dabbed my eyes and i shut the book and the bartender's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Because <laughs> I, I clearly looked like I wasn't okay. But I wasn't about to lose my shit at the bar at Journeyman Distillery. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, I've been on an emotional roller coaster lately. And all of the questions really got me thinking. I'm glad you said that last sentence because I picked up the book right now just to see what I wrote. Which was interesting because after you write a book, sometimes it's hard to recall where certain chapters are or where a focus is, so on and so forth. Yeah, of course. So a part of that was what kind of employee am I? What kind of home do I want to have? What kind of person do I want to be with my family and friends? Uh, Who do I want to be? What is my own personal playlist? 
It probably was not the own personal playlist that had you in tears, but... No, but I couldn't come up with a personal playlist. And I told you this <laughs> when we were running last week. Like, I came up with bands or song, singer-songwriters, yes. but I couldn't actually narrow it down to songs. But I can narrow it down to groups Which in, is great. in that genre. So, was that chapter two? Like, I'll show you. Yes, end of chapter yeah, two, page 15. <laughs> Wow. I have. That's a lot of highlighting in pencil. I know. I do. I've got Cowboy Junkies, Mazzy Star, Prince, Beck, and Radiohead. Wow. <laughs> Those wow. are my bands. I love that. Or performers, if you will. <laughs> but no, it, it wasn't like the personal playlist that got me teared up. Okay. So why did you tear up? Like, was it the fact that, well, first of all, I appreciate the fact that when you were probably reading my book, it was as if I was actually speaking with you. Which yeah. I designed a book to be sort of like a conversation between me and the reader. But what sort of had you teared up? Well, I think it was like the questions of like, what kind of employee do I want to be? And uh, what kind of person do I want to be? It's because like right now I find myself going through, like I'm going through transform, like transitional transformation stages. Yeah. So, I mean, I actually was like, okay, what kind of home do I want? And I realized later, like you asked in a different chapter, and, and this is just going ad hoc. I'm not sure what chapter it was, but I answered the question. Okay. You know, I was like, okay. I want calm. I want trans tranquility. I want boho, you know, and that's really what I've like put more into my house, especially after the flood. Yes. You know, and I, I hope you can sense that you know, yes. being here. So that stuff I, I know like instinctively, but the part that is harder for me is the like, who do I want to be? Absolutely. You know, like I can answer it kind of, yes. you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual being and I'm evolving and growing and that, that sort of thing. Absolutely. But I, I have a harder time putting that into concrete something here on earth. Does that even make sense? Yes, it does. And it's interesting because I haven't thought about this, but as you bring it up, a lot of folks, I mean, what kind of employee do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Folks forget that it's the same person. You know what I mean? So if you're an honest, you yeah, know, Yeah, I guess it is because in my head I'm thinking it's not, but it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Better Teams work better if they allow people to be who they are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you allow people to be who they are and who, you know, whatever that may be, the team's going to be better. And so I think a lot of people make, you know, of course, there's bartender Rico. Of course, there's fitness motivator coach instructor Rico. And of course, there's association management director Rico. Right. But there's a core value set that goes with each of those. It is just delivered differently. So okay. a lot of times I see myself as a an honest employee, a hardworking employee, but I'm also very honest in my relationships and my personal life. You know, I'm very honest in my family relationships. And I'm very hardworking at cultivating those relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I can see why that would give you angst and bring you to tears because it's a very challenging question, especially with the experience you have just through life. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And the fact that you're going through some changes and have been through changes. I think that this is just me, you know, mm -hmm. thinking the questions there are designed to create an emotional response, to create some type of response. Chapter two, Rico. <laughs> in chapter two. Oh, yeah. Like, like Tracy Baldwin said in her interview with you, uh, there's not a lot of fluff. 
you know, no, when I wrote, and the, there's not a lot of fluff to me either. Well, exactly. <laughs> and when I wrote the book, the design was uh, to have something quick, a quick, easy read, something that you could jump into right away and put into action immediately. Well, that I mean, that goes right into my next comment is that, you know, you have very distinct chapters set up. Why did you set it up? that particular way is it because you want people to take action right away or was there anything else behind it or is just this just how you set up your day well it wouldn't be setting up my day but with the book itself i had a ton of ideas this book could have been 1000 pages the book setup was sort of set up like if i were doing an intake with a person who was needing fitness you know instruction and so on and so forth so it was with chapter one you know it's a little bit about me so you want Mm -hmm. to develop creed with someone and say hey i have the experience uh chapter two you can do this there's been other folks who have done this and then the next chapter seems appropriate Mm -hmm. then you show up and i say it like scooby-doo showing up but um I used to love Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and then I go into something I'm sure we'll talk about later, the three Ds. And every piece of a recipe to make it work. And then I go into bike setup equals life setup, stuff like that. But it didn't start like that. It's, you know, I have never written a book. And a lot of people out there have not. Right. And then they write a book. And they can probably tell you it is not what you think it's going to be when you first start to write. And literally... What was what was different or did something surprise you about it? Because the way that I write episodes yes. is also not the way that you think somebody would write an episode. Okay, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, part of the creative process. Yeah, so yeah. How, how did it differ for you? Like from what you thought it was going to be? It was topsy-turvy. Everything I thought it was going to be, it was not. And then eventually it became what it was. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like, so when I write episodes, I actually usually end up writing the middle and then the end and then the front. And then I go, like, I don't go in any, like, I have the idea and I, but then I flush it out. But it it always, like, I just write it in, like, this weird order. Yes. And, And no episode is the same. Which is great. Yeah. Some episodes I just sit down and write the whole thing. Yes. Start to finish. And then other ones takes me three weeks and blah, like this one, you know, I had time off and I went to coffee shops every single day as I posted on my socials. I'm trying to be better at that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I was like, okay, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Oh, wait, I don't have a beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be honest. The introduction I left till the very end. I didn't do the introduction until I was ready to print. Oh, wow. And the introduction was actually seven pages long. But I did some research, Uh and everyone says three to four pages for an introduction. Okay. Well, how long? I mean, but I'm also a non traditional type of person. So I don't always follow the rules. Right. Right. But I felt that what I did was appropriate, and it's about. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's about four and a half pages long. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't think, oh my God, this is so long. No. I'll be honest. Here's a spoiler alert. When I read books, I usually skip the introduction. I want to get to the meat I of do the too. book. Yeah, that's <laughs> I the reality. Usually, I usually do too because I think the introduction, I think it's fluff. I don't think it's fluff, but I think it is something that I'm always in a hurry. So I want to get to what I want to know when I want to know. Mm-hmm. And then the introduction is always the last thing I read. I go back to You it. go back? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because oh, wow. then I it makes go back. sense. I to usually me. just okay. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Have you ever read the end of a book first? No. I know people who do that. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> they do. They they read like the last two chapters to know what happens, and then they go back, and I'm like, but if you know what happens, why do you got to fill it in? I don't know because I don't know. But this, I mean, everyone's different. Yeah. That's not the way I could do it at yeah. all. But yeah. I know people who do that. Which I well, think is very interesting. Well, I think writers may do that. Like, think about it. If you're writing nonfiction and the hero dies at the end, and you know this, yeah, then you're going to you... tell the story of how they died right, at the Right, then end. you kind of go backwards when you're writing it. Exactly. Right? I mean, that yeah. makes sense. So, yes. So, I mean, I like the way that you <laughs> laid it all out because my compartmentalized brain loves it. Just kind of similar to the way Tracy did her book. Okay. Like, I like the snippets and the very organized and all of those things because that's the way my brain works. So I want to, like, I want to show you all these notes, but Absolutely. I kind of I want to just focus on a couple chapters okay. Okay. that were harder for me. Um, does that sound okay? Absolutely. Okay. So the first chapter I want to talk about is chapter four, which okay. you entitled Disrupt, Dismantle, and Detach. Yes. Yes. Are you trying to, like, get the reader to shake things up and, like, change their lives? Or, like, because I'm thinking, oh, I need to do this to a lot of crap in my life. Yes, yes. So, yes, I think it's a fair assessment that I am trying to get the readers to shake things up. But I'm also trying to get them to be investigators. I give you the pieces of disruption, dismantle, detach, and it's up to the reader to decide where they have to make those changes, where the disruption needs to ha happen, where the shakeup needs to happen. It's interesting because when I started writing the book, and all, all folks do this, you know, you do a little bit of research and some research or a lot of research, but mm -hmm. for me, my education has been books. So I've had the, and books and podcasts. So I had the luxury, you know, I mentioned James Clear, I mentioned Brene Brown. And as a matter of fact, Brene Brown, I can tell you about a little bit later about her Dare to Lead podcast and how she has her guest select playlists and so on and how I thought that was fascinating and just amazing. But uh, Whitney Johnson, for example, is I a... I need to listen to her podcast. Oh, she's Based amazing. on what you have in the book. Yes. And yes. I was like, oh, I really... I mean, because that goes into some of my notes for this chapter, but oh. it sounds like like it sounds like you get a lot from her and her her work. Yes, yes. Um, Disrupt Yourself podcast is amazing, and uh, one day I like definitions of words. I you know I study lexicology and linguistics and in university or college or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. So I was looking up the word disruption and any research, and her name was the first name that came up. And wow. from the get-go, I fell in love with her podcast. You know, I wish I had found it sooner, actually. But I think disruption is key. I think we all have moments that we could look back at and know that there was a disruptive event or we push disruption forward. So, yeah, if you want to do an exercise, I'm excited. What, what would you like to try? Well, so those three words for me, like, I don't have a problem with the detach part of it. Like, you and I talked about this, you know, I don't have like any issues with it. And, and I think maybe issues isn't the, the right word, okay. but I can easily come up with examples of detaching, like in my family life, in my home life, in like material things. Like that's, that's an easy thing for me to think of. And part of it is I always lived in a one bedroom apartment 
for so long. So you only have so much space. So it's like, do I need this? Do I not need this? Does this fit anymore? Like, I'm not one of those people that saves the size eight pants because they're cute. Like, I haven't fit into that in 20 years. That's gone. Like, I will donate it. Somebody else will use it. You know, I don't have a problem with that. So that's easy for me. And with the relationships with family and stuff, I mean, I've done a lot of therapy work. I detached from my mom for a very long time um, because it was the right thing for me to do. And I detach from other family members because it's the right thing to do. So that I can, I can totally handle. Even though I've worked through the issues with those people, like within the therapy realm and all of those things, you know, I can do all that. And, and you brought it up in that chapter about if like, does that relationship spark joy or does it not spark joy? And I have like, and, and that whole concept of like sparking joy, it's kind of from Marie Kondo, right? Is that Correct. how you say it? Yes. Yes. Does this spark joy? Right. So I actually wrote in the margins of that part, like my sister doesn't spark joy. My mom doesn't spark joy. And so that part, I actually, I feel like I've got that down, (laughs) you know, like I've got the detached stuff down, but the disrupt and the dismantle part are so much harder for me to think about. And I think I really need to work on those. And part of it is because I'm at a crossroads at certain aspects of my life and I want to think about like, how do I change this stuff? You know, like I consciously want to sit down and think about this. So will you go through an exercise with me right now? Absolutely. You know, so I have all of my little whiteboards. Yes. And I have the markers. Okay. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I know. This is what I take notes on and everything. You're so organized. It's not even organized. These are always here. (laughs) (laughs) They're always here because I'm always taking notes because I'm such a dork. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You call it organized. I call it dorky. <laughs> but um, so I'd like to try to apply these two concepts to my job. Okay. And to see what I can do. I don't know how to say this part. And this I'm kind of going off script here. But I need to shake things up. Okay. I need to make transitions into other things. Because I have not had joy in a long time. Okay. You know, and I think I've mentioned in other episodes, I'm very good at what I do. Okay. And I like the people I work with and all of those things, but this is not what I want to do until I retire. You know, so it's kind of, I go through big transition stages and make big changes. And I think now I'm getting ready to make another big change. Okay. So I want your help with that. Okay. Is that cool? Like, or is that like a little bit too off script? No, no. I think, I think this is great. I think absolutely this is great. Um, now, I don't know where to go from here. Like, this, <laughs> I, like you were going to lead. I wish I had another cocktail. <laughs> I should have made a picture. We could always hit pause <laughs> and get another cocktail. Very true. But, um, okay, so I want to mention one thing, because you mentioned your mom and your sister and how they don't spark joy. And as you know, I mentioned Marie Kondo and does this spark joy. I also mentioned toxic. So it sounds like you're talking about a toxic relationship. And I mentioned one thing about my book which I really love is I put a lot of music in there because I am uh, just musically motivated, I guess you can say. And I mentioned Britney Spears, right? Mm -hmm. And I mentioned how we have toxic relationships. But I also want to, and you said you have no problem with detaching. But I also want to mention that sometimes we don't just need to detach from something that's toxic. It just may be time to detach. And so... Yes, I I do that with different relationships, whether I've done that with friends. Absolutely. And it's not toxic in that aspect yes you know but it's 
kind of like I've moved past this. Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm sure you've seen, and it's not a meme, but people send stuff around periodically that I've seen that like you have friends for like a lesson. Or a season. A season or like a lifetime. Yes. You know? So I definitely have had friends that I know are just for the period. And I mean, I have journals going back to like college and stuff like that. And I used to be very good friends with somebody. And the first day I met her, I put in my journal, I'm going to be great friends with her, but not for a very long time. Wow. And you knew that. And I knew that right away. You knew that at a young age. I didn't know that at a young age. You know, every time a friendship sort of distance or whatever it may have been to where it ended or just wasn't as, you know, you didn't see them as much as you used to. I didn't understand that I had to have a friend that told me friendships come in seasons, you know, you know, there's ones that are long lasting and there's nothing wrong with that friendship. That no. it ends is no. just a different situation, different, different life course, so different on and stages so forth. of life. Yes, absolutely. And different lessons that either, you know, and, and some people, they're in my life because I'm supposed to show them something. Or yes. sometimes they're in your life because they're supposed to show you something or absolutely. you grow together or whatever. But it's definitely like it's, it's hard to see. And, and I have friends that have a hard time with this concept. Yes. And I feel bad for them because. It's, it's a hard thing to grasp that your friends are going to grow sometimes away from you. And that's totally okay. Yes. yes you know? Yes. So like with my mom, and now we're going way off script, but with my mom, I just connected for a long time and I have reconnected with her because my family members asked me to. Yes. I say lovingly to my brother, he pulled the card because yes. I said, if you ever need me to, I will go out there and I will do what you need me to do. Yes. Because you're my brother. Yes. And you're asking me to do it and I will do it. Yes. But it's not because I want to, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's because I love you and I will do this, you yes. know? And so that's how my mom came back into my life. Okay. It's because they pulled the card. Yes. And I knew that. Yeah. And he yes. was like. Which is nice. Yeah. Because I'm and, your friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. And, and he's like, I'm pulling the card. And I was like, damn it. Dang it. I was like, fine, I'll be there tomorrow. I will call her up. We will get this done. We will get it accomplished. And now I have a different relationship with my mom. Yes. But it's because I had that distance. Yes. That now I can be like, you're being an asshole. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> or whatever. And now we laugh and joke and, and I ask her questions. And, you know, so it's, it's a totally different relationship. So I'm no longer distanced from her. Yes. But I think we're okay because yes. we both got through our own stuff. Yes. You know? And it, it, it's hard. Absolutely. It's, it's really hard. Absolutely. You know? Like, it looks like I'm half crying, but it's like I want to dab my eyes, but I'm half crying, not half crying. <laughs> like, I'm not sad about it, but it yes. still looks whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you're having, a, you're having a response, which is natural. And, and I had a really strong martini. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Later on in the podcast, I would love to bring up the subject about moms. Because um, <laughs> you mentioned Mother's Day and one of in your last podcast episode. It's a hard but, thing. It, yes. it's a hard it's a hard yes. topic for me. Yes. But let's go ahead. Let's go with this exercise. So do you want to focus on disruption, dismantling, or, or you know Well what, what comes first? <laughs> <laughs> They're interchangeable. No, actually, yes, they are. But you would have to disrupt the process, right? And a part of that is you've already 
started the disruption, I believe, because you said, hey, I need to make a change. Um, yeah, so mentally, I'm already there, absolutely. right? Like for me, that's the, not to give away my secrets, but like when I'm dating somebody, I'm like, if you want me to try something or experience, whatever <laughs> just put the idea out there and then give me a couple weeks absolutely <laughs> i'm like i just need to get my head around it i need to put it through my own thought processes yes or processes or whatever and um and then i'm either like yes or no yes, yes. <laughs> you know and that's really how you get anything out of me absolutely so i'm going to ask you a question do you accept the disruption what you just said i am not satisfied i'm not happy i need to make a change yes okay so disruption is it's already existing, right? So you, yes, you and it's just probably want... cleared every phone call I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the thing is, and, and I want to say this nicely and you know appropriately and with tremendous respect for your current employer, right? Yes, it has. It's, yes, it's absolutely. not them. It's li- literally this is me. Yes, it, it's it's you know so that's good to know. It's the this job. Is, it's the function of you know yes. your responsibilities and so on and so forth and the daily you know tasks that you have to complete so on and so forth. So with that being said, I think that we can move right into dismantle. We can. Okay, move I'm going right... to take notes. <laughs> that sound was the, the marker coming off. I'm, I'm seriously taking notes like I'm a big old dork. So I'm a big fan of what can you change now? So what can you look at in your daily work that you could change now? What resources are available to you? So that's you know two separate questions. What can you change now? What can you change or have you started to change? I have. Okay. So I have actually started to change a couple things. Okay. Tell me about it. And I have notes in one of the chapters about this. I have started working earlier. Okay. It, it sounds kind of counterintuitive because I'm trying to log in by like 730 or 8 in the morning. Okay. But then I'm logging out by like 4. Okay. Which is a full day because I'm not good at breaks, which we can also get to because that's a big part of chapter seven, which is the next chapter. Yes, components of the ride. Yes. So that's the next chapter I want to focus on. So I'm working 7.30 to 4 or 4.30 straight. Okay, just for certification, what was the schedule like before? The schedule before was anywhere between 8 and 9 and logging off anywhere between 5 and 7 or 7.30 or whatever. PM. PM, yeah. So what I've noticed is for, I, I try to walk to the beach every single day Okay. and um, I do stretches and I do back and hip exercises and everything um, just to try to get some time in the beginning of the day. Yes. Like this goes hand in hand to your setup of the yes. ride and all of that stuff. So I try to give myself that time, but I was waking up only a few minutes later than I wake up now to start earlier. Okay. So I, I was like, okay, if I get up 10 minutes earlier, I can actually get out, get out of bed, get to the beach, do my exercises and log in and, and shower and all those things. I can do it and log in by like 7.30 okay. and then I can log out by four, which is still more than an eight hour day. Yes. And especially since I'm working straight. Through lunch. You know, through lunch, all of it. I, I take a break to give Gita treats. I take a break to pee. I, I, I make I make a salad for five minutes, but that's it. Okay. Like I'm working straight through. Yes. And then at four o'clock, I actually have time to have a life. Okay. Like, and to me, if I log out at seven o'clock, then I don't eat until eight o'clock. Okay. Like it takes me a while to what I call defrag from okay. the office. Yeah. 
So if I log out at four, I can defrag and I'm like, I can go back to the beach or I could work on the podcast or I could go meet people or I could do things. So I've implemented that in the last few weeks. Okay. Like I need to do that to have an actual life because otherwise I'm no good. Okay. So it goes back to you have disrupted. Yes, I have disrupted. Yes. 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 So you actually are good at disruption. Oh. You know what I mean? So yes. <laughs> absolutely. You make a you made a change yeah, that I disrupted change. the previous course you were on. And you're seeing the benefits, I hope. Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. And what you did is actually you dismantled as well. You made a conscious choice. And you made to... one sweeping change. Yeah. Change well, well, exactly. You you probably said to yourself, Okay, how can I find more time in my day? How can I find balance? What is it I need to change? And you actually did that. So you said you were good at detachment, mm-hmm. but you're also good at disrupting and dismantling. Oh, well, look at me. Look at you. <laughs> Who would have known? Who would have known? <laughs> but I also think starting your podcast was a disruption as well. You know Why? I, Why do you like... Because it disrupted your regular routine. True. You had to make time for it. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> There's me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's good to do the exercise with you. But I believe that all of us have the components already to detach, disrupt, and dismantle. You know, but you looked at your work day and said, okay, where can I find more time? Where can I find balance? Where can I find time where I can... You mentioned walking to the beach, which I know you do every morning. Yes. And I mentioned you in my my book as well you're the person who takes pictures and sends it via group text to all of us runners. And now I, I highlighted that i'm like oh my god that's me that's me <laughs> uh yeah that was on purpose that i didn't present names in my book that's okay only two folks are mentioned in my book by name <laughs> but yeah so I, I i think you got the exercise but i think part of your question is how can i make some changes right now more changes how yeah so yeah. so that's my next question then exactly so but thank you for pointing that out because i didn't even think about it <laughs> That I've already done some of it, so thank you. Yes. Um, but how do I do more? Like, okay. how can I, yeah, how can I do more? And I, I actually had a conversation today with somebody who um, is, is helping me with things. And we had a conversation, and I said, I need you to start taking the next step. Like, you are making all of these things, lists for me, and you're doing the work, and you're identifying the issues. Now I need you to take that issue and run with it. Okay. And figure out what that issue actually is. I'm like, because you're going to have to be a mini me. Yes. And right now you're 75% of me. I need you to be 100% of me. Okay. Because we don't have time. So this is a colleague. Yes, a colleague. And I'm like, we don't have time for me to go back and be that other 25%. So you're And she's like, okay, so we're having a meeting tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning. To I gave her her first little task to do all of it by herself. Okay, great. So further disruption, further dismantling. You're taking apart part of your work process and some of your responsibilities. And is it safe to say that you're handing them off to somebody else? Yes. Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's Excellent. the whole thing. Baby Gee, that martini's not for you. <laughs> she passed over cat. that quickly. She's amazing. She's my little baby, but she's been sick. I know you're Aww. just a little baby. She's getting older. She she's is. She's living her best life. She is, she's living a good life. Yes. I mean, mommy lets her pee all over the floor now because I got the puppy pads everywhere. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I'm trying to do that to to make it easier yes. for me. So am I doing, like, is there more I could do? Or is that, I you know, I always feel like I need to do more. <laughs> no, there, there's always more. But it sounds like you're on the right path. So what I would recommend is that you take a look at your workflow. 
Because right now you want to do something. I do. You know what I mean? I want it now. Yes. So you've already made the changes with your hours. You know, and I mentioned that about having a beginning and an end. So when you're in a cycling class or any fitness class, you know there's a beginning and an end, mm-hmm. right? And so you're looking at the beginning and the end. And then with this colleague of yours, you're saying, okay, what can I delegate to this colleague? What can this colleague take on so that I can remove some of these responsibilities? Because right now it sounds to me that you're overwhelmed, right? Yes. And to make a more informed decision, not to say that you don't know whether or not do I leave this job or do I stay with this job. It sounds like you need to make some internal changes. You know, a lot of times we get so caught up and our daily task and what has always been when there's room to make changes. It may be, ex- yeah. you know, requesting to say, hey, I have a lot on my plate. I need someone to come in and take this off my plate. You know what I mean? Because finding work-life balance, and I talk about a lot about work-life balance, and I talk about balance at, at home and relationships and so on and so forth. I think a big part of it is also reassessing and then detaching from some of For example, if you're willing to give this person those added responsibilities, then I think you're ready to detach from them. You know what I mean? Sorry, that was my alarm, my seven o'clock alarm. And the note to myself is, I am enough. (laughs) That's the alarm, the I am enough alarm. So, So, So does that answer a little bit about it or give you a little bit more clarity? Yeah, it does. Like, and it helps because... Like I, I guess I'm I'm already I'm already doing it. Yes. You yes. know, and I don't recognize that that's what I'm doing, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But it is also like as far as like when you were just talking about being overwhelmed and stuff, I need to sit and think about what the next things are for me, yes. like personally and professionally. Yes. But I am so overwhelmed and stressed that it's hard for me to break away from that stress level. And give myself like the actual chance to think about it. But by help having somebody else step up more. Yes. Because they're capable and they're doing the job and we've been in training and things like that. Uh-huh. But having them step up more will give me the chance to actually look at what I need to look at. Exactly. It sounds like you're on the right path. So you've clearly defined this is start time, this is end time. Someone else is taking on added responsibility who can to relieve some of the stress you have. You know, to free up some of your time. So I see that you have a little bit more time Sorry. at work and you're not crunched from end to end. You may be. I am. But, but I, I, I do just say I'm logging off at this yes. time. And then and I just log off. Absolutely. And now you have this added time in a day. You're getting your walks in a lot earlier. There's time for reflection, so on and so forth. But with that being said... Um, yeah, yeah, I, I just, and I know you mentioned we're going to talk about breaks, and I don't want to go off script, because right. I know you have a script for yourself, and so on and so forth, so, but we should talk about breaks, because I have some ideas about that as well. Well, why don't we take a second right okay. now, and take a break, um, and I think, I don't know what I was thinking, that this was, this was going to be like one episode, because it's already, we've already been recording for almost an hour. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're only halfway through my script. Wow. <laughs> And I think this is all really good stuff. So I think we need to break for a second. Okay. Make another round of cocktails. And then I think we should actually break. I think this should be two episodes. Okay. That works for me. So I will record the ending to this in a second. But let's break for two seconds. Okay. I'm actually going to pause this. 
Thank you so much for listening to episode 32 of Fixer Up. I hope you're learning some good hacks to apply to your life. I know I definitely am. If you'd like to check out Rico's Insta, it is working underscore it underscore out underscore J Rico Blanco. And it is the initial J versus the word J. If you'd like to get a copy of his book, Working It Out, A Spin Instructor's Guide to Creating Playlists for Efficiency in Your Work, Home, and Personal Life, definitely get yourself a copy. You can buy it at Amazon. You will not be disappointed. If you like this episode, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe, tell your friends, and write me a review. Please, please, please. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my socials are mkylie d. Email is fixherup01 at gmail.com. Voicemail is 773-236-1112. And my website is www.fixherup.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope we enjoyed working it out part one. I hope you come back next time to hear part two. We will be talking about taking breaks and accountability and other great stuff. So I hope you will be there. Take care. Poopeach. See you in a couple weeks.